You're listening to Words of Encouragement, the preaching ministry from the pulpit of the First Baptist Church of Winsboro, Louisiana. Today we have a treat. Reverend Eddie Rimes is going to bring us a message on God's grace. God's grace. Today on Words of Encouragement. Oh, it's good to be with you this morning. It's good to be reminded of some wonderful things from God's Word. We all need reminders from time to time. Matter of fact, just a little while ago, Terry sent me a text to make sure I had not forgotten to come today. Uh, I was on the way. But we depend on reminders, don't we? And, uh, and we need those reminders in our lives. Uh, I told her, I, I'm still kind of old. I keep a pocket calendar. I, I wrote First Baptist Church 1055 down about two months ago when Brother Craig asked me if I could be here today. And because that was about the time they were putting my hip back in. And he said, are you going to be able to do that? And I said, put me down. And uh, thank you for your prayers. I still got a little ways to go. But, oh, it has been uh, a journey. And you have sustained me and all of the folks of our association and area and friends all over the world through prayer. And I appreciate it. Also, thank you for your help with our association. Yesterday, we built another wheelchair ramp um, for a lady up at Crowville. And we've done that through our association. That's the first one we've done in quite a while. COVID and everything slowed us all down. But we got that taken care of. And that's a ministry of our association that's been powerful. I'm going to ask you to turn with me to the book of Ephesians, the second chapter. I know you caught a theme through our song service about God's amazing grace. Several years ago now, we were watching one of the old, the old Star Trek original series. I don't remember which one by title it was, but it was the one where Spock dies and they put him in this little, some type of coffin and they shoot him off into space. But the thing that stood out about that is just as they began to do that, the music began to play and it was bagpipes and they were playing Amazing Grace. And I said, even in Hollywood, Amazing Grace has a place. God's Amazing Grace. Beginning in verse 1, he said, And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of power of the air, the spirit who work, now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature, our sinful nature, children of wrath, just like the others. And then I love the way verse 4 starts. But God, but God who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, 
Even when we were dead in our trespasses, he has made us alive together with Christ, for by grace you have been saved. And he has raised us up together and made us to sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in the kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith and not of yourselves. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Father, bless the sharing of your word this morning. Encourage us, challenge us. Stir our hearts for you because you have blessed us with your amazing grace. As we think about this this morning, quite often I think we don't give enough of our attention to just how marvelous his grace is to us. We take it for granted. We are, you know, we just kind of soak it up as we go. And but sometimes we just need to be reminded that through His grace we're saved. Now that word grace, you know, it's God's unmerited favor. In other words, we're not getting what we deserve, but we are getting what we need. We need salvation through Christ. John Newton, who wrote this hymn, as many of you know, was a, he was a slave trader until God got a hold of his heart and saved him. And he penned these words, and they said, first, probably it didn't have music to it, but it was probably read or chanted together in worship as he expressed through his pen and through his heart, what God's amazing grace really was for him. And I hope we'll understand what it is for us and that we'll just reflect on aspects of his grace. I want to share, I think, four things with you tonight. Or not tonight, this morning. It is night on the other side of the world, by the way. So uh, you're, I'm always right one way or the other somewhere but I know there's a place in your bulletin to take notes but first of all I want you to understand that amazing grace begins with an amazing God amazing grace begins with an amazing God now The fact that we can know this amazing God in a personal relationship is, should overwhelm our hearts. That we can know him. He's an amazing creator. This morning I, I was looking at some things there on my phone and a friend of ours that lives over on Lake Bruin sent a picture that she took yesterday afternoon 
out across Lake Bruin, and it was the sunset, and I want you to know it was just overwhelmingly beautiful. God, can only, he's the only one who can do that. He is an amazing creator. He was able to, out of nothing, create all that we are and all that we have. The scripture says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And you follow Genesis there, and it, it comes all the way down to you and me. And out of the dust of the earth, he created a human being and breathed into him the breath of life. And dirt became alive. I just rejoice sometimes. It's some of the simple things that God does that, you know, a lot of times just passes us by. I was sitting on the front porch the other morning before it got too hot. I had my cup of coffee, and I was sitting there, and it was quiet, and uh, I was watching my bluebirds. We have a bluebird box there, and, and the bluebird had flown into a tree across the street there, probably 70 yards across over there, and as I was sitting here and watching that bluebird, all of a sudden, he left that limb and just zeroed in, came all the way across the yard to the edge of our carport there, I mean our driveway, and caught a bug. From over there, he could see that bug. His eyes, about the size of a, of a BB. As big as my eyes, I couldn't see that bug. But God created that little bird to be able to do that. That's a part of his creativity. It's amazing. <coughs> Here we are, we live in a universe with a sun that is 93 million miles away from us. If it was any closer to us, we would burn to a crisp. We almost did yesterday, didn't we? It was hot. But if it was any further away, we'd freeze to death. He causes our earth to spin, giving us night and day consistently. Not only that, the earth rotates back and forth through the year, giving us our seasons. And he's been doing it forever. Our oldest son and his family have just moved to Woodbridge, Virginia, where he is the go-and-tell pastor for First Baptist Church, Woodbridge, Virginia. When they told the twins they were going to be moving up there and told them about the area, Emma was so excited because she was going to live somewhere that had four seasons. You know... <laughs> Uh, we just don't have that privilege here very much. But our amazing God does that. I was reading somewhere. It said you could put 1,300,000 earths inside the sun. Now, that's how big the sun is compared to the earth. Isn't God amazing? He is the only true God who exists 
Other religions of the world have all kinds of images and things that they call their gods, but their gods can't do anything. They're wood, they're stone, they may be things in their own minds, but they're useless. We live in a world today, in our country, where we are blessed with so many things. And I fear too many people have made gods out of those things that will never truly satisfy. And those who do that and those who have false gods, they don't know the amazing God that we know. So number one, amazing grace begins with an amazing God. Number two, amazing grace continues with amazing Savior, and his name is Jesus. He came to earth to provide forgiveness and eternal hope to you and me and for every person on the face of this earth. That in itself is amazing that he would do that. <coughs> I've thought a lot of times, I, I'm, I'm so glad that God didn't let me make some of the choices that uh, Jesus was faced with because I'd have probably zapped some folks instead of love them. The way he was treated, but he loved us all. Hebrews 2.9 says, But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, might taste death for everyone. He is that kind of amazing Savior. And just to think about who Jesus is for your life ought to excite us. Wow, what he did for us. Had the privilege back in 09 to go to Israel. And some of you probably have been there. and Got to walk on some of the same stones that he walked on. Go to the places where he was. And I want you to know, I'm sure glad he came. He's an amazing Savior. But it begins with an amazing God and goes to an amazing Savior. But the third thing is that because we have an amazing Savior, we experience an amazing transformation. We go from eternally lost to eternally saved. Wow. Lost without hope. But then Jesus comes. Lost, lost, and there's nothing we can do to save ourselves. The scripture said we can't do it. It's not by our works. It's by grace through faith. I have witnessed some amazing transformations in people's lives through the years. I mean, just turn them around. People that most folks would have written off. God saved through his amazing grace and transformed their lives. Like I said, from eternally lost without hope 
to eternally saved, from dead in trespasses and sin to alive and forgiven by the precious blood of Jesus, from spiritual aliens to brothers and sisters in Christ, bound together by our faith and his grace. Oh, what an amazing transformation. But the fifth thing that the scripture reminds us of, that God's amazing grace consummates in an amazing place called heaven. I know that you have, just as I have, tried in our imagination to picture what heaven's like. I mean, we naturally do that. The scripture says it's beyond our comprehension. It doesn't have to get very far to be beyond mine. But I... I've seen some magnificent places on this earth. But nothing's going to compare to heaven. Jesus told us that he's prepared it for us in John 14. He said, I'm going to prepare it for you. And I want you to know if Jesus did it, he did it right. It's an amazing place without pain or tears. Wow. We've had our share of tears and pain in life. Everybody does. We're not exempt on this earth. It's an amazing place where time doesn't exist because it's eternal. I'm still one who wears a watch. I know the younger generation just depend on their phone for a, for a watch. But I, I, I wear one. And we are so time-oriented in everything that we do. We've got to be here at this time. We've got to start this at this time. We've got to go there at this time. We're time-oriented. But in heaven, they said, it's timeless. What a wonderful thing to think about. Don't have to worry about being late for anything because we're already there. It's an amazing place because there we're going to be in the presence of our amazing God for all eternity. We're going to be with him. Naomi sang for us the, the hymn. Amazing grace, and we sang about it in several of our verse, uh, songs this morning. But uh, try not to lose that clip there. But most people don't realize there's a, there's another verse to Amazing Grace that John Newton wrote. It's the fifth verse. We're familiar with one, two, three, and five, but the fifth verse says, "Yea, when this flesh and heart shall fail." And mortal life shall cease. I shall possess within the veil a life of joy and peace. He's talking about heaven. God's amazing grace. Do you truly get the significance of amazing grace? Does it, does it really sink in like it needs to this morning? 
Are we living our lives to the best of our Christ-empowered ability in response to His amazing grace? It may be that you haven't paid as much attention to what God has done for you as you need to. Maybe you've just taken a lot of things for granted as you've just kind of slid along this week or maybe for a long time. Going through the, the motions and the routines, but God's grace is our enabler, our salvation, our future, our hope. Because what we have, we didn't deserve. But what we have, he gave. Because he is a gracious, loving father. Let's stand together. Father, thank you. Just a reminder of your amazing wonderful grace father take us now where we are and spiritually in our hearts and our minds move us to where do we need to be in our relationship to you this morning I pray that you'll just speak to us that we'll just be overwhelmed by your grace and your mercy if there's something in our heart that we just need to turn loose of that we'll do it this morning we're not sure of our relationship to you, whether we'll be in heaven when we die. Father, I pray that this morning that decision will be made to, to nail that down. That no one will go from here without knowing in their heart and mind that they are a child of yours because of your amazing grace. Father, as we share this invitation to him, it's your time to draw us to you, for our, us to respond to you. May we do that now as we sing. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to Words of Encouragement today. We hope that you're enjoying Words of Encouragement, and we apologize for this late drop of this episode of the podcast. Uh, we do hope that you'll stay tuned and stay with us and stick with us here at Words of Encouragement. Uh, I'm Pastor Craig Beeman. As I've said before, it is good to have you listening, and we're so glad that you listen to the Word of God as it is preached. We do hope that if you have questions about that, if you have questions about anything you hear, we hope that you know that you can contact us at www.fbcwinsboro.com. That's fbcwinsboro.com. And you can go there and there will be a link to contact us. And you can do that right through the website. We, we promise you we will respond. Uh, we do hope and pray that you are walking with Jesus. Why? Because we want you to? No, because, let me tell you this, because you need to, I need to. Each one of us cannot make it through this life all by ourselves. We need help. 
We need help. We need the help of God. God is there for us. He loves us. He welcomes us into his arms. He welcomes us into his family. All we need to do is accept him into our hearts. Brother Eddie shared about that just a while ago. I hope that you have done that. I hope that you have made that decision to walk with Jesus. If you have not, I'd love to discuss that with you. You can get in contact with us through the website. I'll be more than happy to talk at length with you about what it means to have Jesus in your heart. I hope that that is something that you have done. I hope that you have made that decision. If you haven't, I'm praying for you that you will understand that God loves you so much that he did send his only son to die in your place for your sins, for you. Remember, we love you here. I know we don't know you, but you matter. You're a person on this earth. You have worth. You have value. And we love you. And we'd love to get to know you. Stay tuned. Keep listening to Words of Encouragement, where you matter to God and to us.